Awesome. You look beautiful. Awesome. I haven't seen, I haven't seen this for a very long time, and I'm just so grateful that you're here tonight. And uh, you are such a sight for sore eyes, and we've been waiting for this day. And uh, I hope you're blessed beyond measure of being able to regather again when we start next weekend. Of course, this is our official, unofficial start tonight. And, uh, you know, I remember back in the days when, before COVID hit, that uh, when the worship band would come out to sing the last song, there would be a mass exodus out the door before the song had even started. And, you know, the pre preacher would say amen, and then pretty, pretty soon you just see people, you know, one and then two, and then, then masses of people would start going to the parking lot just to get out. I think those days might be over for a while, don't you? <laughs> amen. I do. I think, I think it's, we, we just have now a hunger for worship, and that is such an amazing thing. You can be seated, by the way. I didn't mean to keep you standing for so long. Let's, stop, let's just stop and pray and, and uh, let's uh, ask the Lord to speak tonight. I'm only going to take about five, ten minutes of your time tonight. And uh, I'm just going to kind of stimulate you a little bit with the Word of God and allow you to think about some things that are really important in your life. So, Father, I thank you for this night. And I, I thank you, God, for just the opportunity we have this evening, God, to worship you in spirit and truth. And God, to listen to your word with the intent of obeying it, God. And I pray that your spirit would now take me and use me in the next five, ten minutes in a way, God, that would be practical and amazing and good. And I pray that we would all walk away here from this night uh, just a little bit changed, a little more enthusiasm perhaps for our, our relationship with you. And uh, Lord God, thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So when you think about the church, the church for a long time in the history of America was what I would call a holy huddle. The purpose of the church was to gather on Sunday mornings and, and, uh, and it was, you know, an amazing time. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I don't think the purpose of the church is to be a holy huddle. I think the purpose of the church is to be externally focused. And that's why we have things like Reno Love Day and uh, that's why I know that you're blessed by that. And when you see all the things that Grace Church does. And I want you to know that probably the hardest transition that a Christian has to make in life is the transition from consumer to servant. When, when you think about that, that's a pretty hard transition, right? Because everything about us is consumerism, right? We are, we consume everything. We even consume worship. I mean, you think about what, who we are as a people uh, God must sometimes pull his hair out. I don't know that God has hair, but if he had hair, he would pull it out. When he thinks about his church and how, how consumer-oriented, and, you know, if things don't meet my needs, I'm going to find, you know, someplace else. And we're just consumers. And the hardest transition in all the world as a Christian to make, in my opinion, is making the transition genuinely from consumer to a genuine servant of Jesus which means that you are absolutely external, externally focused. And he, here's what I think people have a hard time understanding. The goal of the Christian life, and I want you to hear me. I want all of you to hear this statement. This is so good. The goal of the Christian life is not to chase your dreams. Did you know that? The goal of the Christian life is to chase God's dreams. That's what it is. It's to lay your dreams aside for the sake of his dreams. And to pick up your cross and daily follow him. The last time I opened my Bible, which was this morning, uh, 
that's what I read. I read that my, you know, when you think about this idea of chasing your dreams, is pretty consumer-oriented, isn't it? When you think about it. The basis is my, me, mine. And the truth is, is that what Paul taught us to do is to lay our lives down for the sake of others. And that lay our, Jesus taught us to pick up our cross and follow him. His dream for you is that very thing, is for you to pick up your cross and daily walk with you. I want to just give you one verse of Scripture tonight that I think is so good, so life-changing. I think you ought to think about it. You ought to write it down. You ought to get up tomorrow morning and you ought to think about what it means for your life because this is a profound statement of Jesus. It's found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 20, and this is verse 28. So let me say that one more time for those of you that are actually going to do what I said. Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Gospel of Matthew. And this is what it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, The reason I came was to lay my dreams down and serve others and ransom people. And I think that has great implications as to what you and I are supposed to be thinking about. And uh, I want you to really begin to think about how much of a consumer you really are because I think it really, it really does have a powerful hold in our life. We just don't want to think about it a lot. And, and God's purpose for us is for you and I to be servant-oriented, to be, to be Jesus-like. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom. I'm reminded of a story of uh, a mom who's cooking pancakes one morning she had a five-year-old and she had a three-year-old and they were arguing over who would get the first pancake. Imagine that. Just like you and me, right? In life, we just argue over bigger things than pancakes. And so they were arguing over who would get the first pancake and the mother looked at this as a great opportunity to teach them a little about, a bit about Jesus. So she said, you know, uh, if Jesus were here, he would say to his brother, you have the first pancake. And so the five-year-old, being the smartest of the two at that moment in time, said to his three-year-old brother, said, you be Jesus. <laughs> and the truth is, is that, that captures all of us, right? You be Jesus. But the reality is, is you and I are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we are called by God to lay our lives down and to pick up the cross and daily follow him, which means that I have to care about my neighbor. I have to care deeply. I gotta love those that are unlovely and I've gotta serve those that may not even appreciate me serving them. That's what Jesus did. And that's the calling that each one of us have here tonight. And uh, I, want, I wanna ask you a question. I wanna finish this with this question. Are you available to do that? Are you honestly available to do that? Are you? Are you in a place in your life where you want to say, God, I want to lay my life down and I want to serve you. I want to, I want to learn what it means to be Christ-like in my life. I want to be more than a consumer. I, I really want to be a follower of Jesus. Are you available for that? Yes or no? You in or out? You can talk to me, by the way. In? I hope you're in. Now, I have a, I have a second question for you. And that it's simply this. There are two kinds of people that are available. 
One is what I'm going to call a passive person that's available. You know, Jesus, I'd really rather you send someone else, but if you have to send me, okay, I'll go. That's a passive person who's available. And maybe that describes you. God, I'd really, I really want to serve you, but don't make it too hard. That's a passive server. That's a passive person. And then there's a person who is aggressive in their availability. And that person is like the person who says, God, I don't care where it is. I don't care what it is. Just send me. I'm looking. I'm not looking not to serve. I'm looking to serve. And that's the kind of person that God's Spirit takes and uses in amazing ways. But it's a choice in our own heart. It really is. Am I going to be passive in my availability or am I going to be aggressive in my availability? Am I really going to say to God, here am I, God. I'm here. I want to do anything you want me to do and I'm willing to lay down my dreams for the sake of yours. Not my will be done, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how Jesus taught us to pray, right? So here's what I'd like you to do. No one rushing to the parking lot right now, okay? Is that a deal? We're going to sing one more song. No one, I'm going to be back there, so you better not try to rush out of here. Because I'm going to violate all things of social distancing, tackle you, and tell you to get back in to your seat for the next five minutes. Okay, is that a deal? All right, so let's all stand together and let's sing.